Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you guys have had a good beginning of the year. Uh, how many of us been uh, feeling like we've eaten more than our fair share over the last couple weeks? Right? Yeah, so I don't know about you guys, but I've been buffeting my body the last few uh, couple weeks at least. But uh, we're getting our ready to not buffet our body, but to, to kind of start to get to the place where we fast and pray. So if you guys are... Uh, uh, going to be joining us. I do want to encourage you in our, your uh, bulletin this evening, there's a thing just about how to prepare for the fast and some things that you might want to do. Um, and, and it's just very simple. Like, to be honest, I think to get the most out of the fast, uh, if you're going to participate with us, is that you need to know what you want to fast from, that what you're fasting for. And then you need to understand how can you uh, gather together with others to be strengthened spiritually. Uh, the reason why we fast uh, at the beginning of the year is just it's so easy as we live in this world that no matter how dedicated you are, no matter uh, how much you pursue the Lord, that it's so easy to get the world in us just living in this world. And so fasting, what it does is it allows us to take stock and to, to start to separate ourselves from so easily the things that we do depend on rather than depending on God that we depend on different things. Sometimes you, you depend on maybe a, a good meal. I don't know about you guys. I, I depended on a lot of good meals the uh, last few weeks um, to, to enjoy time together with family or friends. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? So what fasting isn't saying is that you're doing something bad and then now you need to do something good. Instead, what it says is that there's so many good things that God's blessed me with so often in life that it's so easy at times to depend on the blessing rather than the one who gives the blessing, right? And so what fasting does, it allows us to say, let me take the focus off the blessings he's given me and focus on the one who blesses. And so, so often we distance ourselves from something that's totally fine, something that's totally uh, okay or normal. And so we talk about that there are different kind of fasts. Um, there's uh, food fasts of different kind. I'll be doing a Daniel fast. Um, and so you can find out about that if you want to. But if you, you don't have to fast from food, uh, although that's the typical thing that people do. Sometimes people do have a soul fast and that we need to distance ourselves from things like, you know, how much time we're spending on the phone or what we're, you know, how, like how much uh, shopping you do or how, you know, how much things that you do. Nothing wrong with these things. Uh, video games, but sometimes to allow us to pursue God more. And, and that you, it's important to have a purpose for your fast. Right, because I've noticed that people who have no purpose that they, they, they when they're fasting, there's nothing that big that they're praying for. There's nothing that they're daring to believe God for, and so all of a sudden it just kind of becomes a whole hum. And so, but when you have things, and many of us know this, when you have something big on your plate, you have something that's that's meaningful to you. You have something that really matters. That the way that you pray often is so different, and so uh, we come to that time together. So try to figure out if. God has something that he's wanting you to trust him for. And then the other thing is then how will you be strengthened during the fast? Because to be honest, we don't normally feel the most spiritual when we fast from something. Uh, often we feel exactly the opposite because it's just surfacing your flesh, right? It, it surfaces your flesh. If you're used to, and people often get surprised, but if you're used to eating sugary foods and, and drinking coffee and doing all that, have a glass of wine, and then you don't have any of that. You know, you're used to just kind of eating whatever you want, and then you, you start eating more restrained, more restricted, whether by amount, because sometimes people will do it, like I'll eat one meal a day or two meals a day. People People will do it that way. Um, or sometimes people will just eliminate, right, different things from their um, diet for that period. But it's amazing that how sugar starts knocking on your door when it comes probably around uh, lunchtime or the afternoon. So you'll just see these things. And, and so you don't always feel the most spiritual in the beginning, but you give it like two, three days, maybe four days, your body adjusts. And it's amazing. Uh, and if you've ever, if anybody here, that uh, to be honest, you've already had conversations with your doctor or your doctors had conversations with you that you need to change something diet wise. And I know so many of us, and I, I'm, the same, I'm the same way, exact way. I would never have done any of these changes unless I had a spiritual component to it. But they said, hey, you need to change something. And so like, I, I, 
I'm not the guy, some of you guys ever ate with me, you see I put a lot of salt on my food. Uh, my excuse is I have good blood pressure, uh, but people sometimes get shocked how much salt I put on my food. Uh, and and it, it is true, but like, to be honest, I, I would have um, not changed certain things unless I, I needed to. But the reason why I did was because I feel like food's gonna taste bad. But you know what happens is that your taste buds actually change. It's not like you just grind it out for like three weeks. It's actually your taste buds change. And things that, that you would think that had no taste, all of a sudden, now you can taste them because it kind of awakens something in you. So um, yeah, these are some of the things that we're just going before us. If you're interested in joining us, we invite you to join us. We, we actually challenge you because I think it can change your life. And so um, yeah, there, if you have any questions, you can talk to us after the, uh, the gathering. Um, but how many of you guys that you um, got together with friends, family? You guys got together with friends and family? Good, it's that time, right? We need to get together with friends and family. And for the ones that you don't get Get to get together with so often you guys at least get Christmas cards right I, I we have some uh, wall of Christmas cards at our house and uh, sometimes I'm scanning them and I'm so shocked when I haven't seen people for a couple years how much actually specifically the kids change right uh, even this evening getting to see uh, Kalea how tall and beautiful she is and it's like oh my gosh just uh, it's amazing how quickly kids change um, and part of that is it's a natural thing right but that we we ought to change we ought to grow right in the same way though you might not keep growing physically but we ought to keep growing as people we ought to keep growing as sons and daughters of God and this year what we want to talk about is growing stronger as we we get into the beginning of the year that that you would grow stronger spiritually that you would grow stronger emotionally and and mentally the last few years have taken a toll on many of us and and so how do you grow stronger uh, spiritually emotionally as well uh, how do you grow stronger physically for some of us and and it may not be that you do the same thing for some of us that you do the same thing that you did when you were 18 that now that you're many years behind it but to be honest that you could probably, I think all of us could use some strengthening, whether it's, it's on a spiritual level, an emotional level, or whether it's a, on a physical level. We're gonna talk about things like that over the coming weeks, um, but you don't change, you don't get stronger in an instant. You don't get stronger in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a day, right? And, and so one of those ways that we kind of see that in, in nature is that if you've ever cut down a tree or you've seen the stump, that you see, how does a tree look? It's not just one solid thing, but what defines it so often is the rings, in the tree, right? That's the significance of every year that you can see that there has been change, growth. And to be honest, often in the rings, you can tell health. You can tell what kind of, uh, maybe, what kind of trauma it's been through. If it's been through a fire uh, in those years, you can see those things. Uh, because what we go through in life is not the biggest thing that defines us, it's what we become by the things that we go through. You know that mammals also have pulses of growth that form rings in, in sometimes in your teeth, sometimes in your bones in the same way. They, they, they can see these things. And so we want to say that, this, that we want to have some markers in our life this year. That how is it that you're growing, whether it's spiritually or whether it's emotionally, whether it's going to be physically, that in some ways that you'd have some kind of sense of markers. But God reminds us that regardless of what the challenges that lay before you, and, and sometimes it might feel like, you know, I, I don't know if I have enough energy to get stronger. I don't know if I have enough time to get stronger. That God says this, I have the resources that you need. This evening, we're gonna read um, basically two passages together, one in Ephesians, one in Colossians, that really just talk about, um, we're gonna talk about beginning is, is going deeper in Christ. And so uh, on a spiritual component, and I and the reason is because just like the universe, that the physical did not precede the, the spiritual. It's actually the opposite, right? The, the physical world is dependent, it's contingent on the fact of what happens in the spiritual world. God was existent before any of this that you can see, touch, feel, taste, hear. Any of that, he was existent. 
but he spoke this world into being. And so we need to start with the primary, right? We need to start just like that God did. And so we're gonna read this um, this evening starting out in Ephesians chapter three. Would you be kind enough to join us? Would you be, uh, to, let's stand in reverence for God, reverence for his word, and let's read this together. And he says it like this, let's read. Ready? Begin. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And so what we see here is a, a prayer that Paul prays and he's praying that, that everybody would be strengthened in the spirit, right? So that to, to grow stronger. And where does he start? He says, it starts with your inner being. It starts with your inner person. It, it starts with your spiritual life. And, and so in this process, he's saying that there's a sense that your roots grow deeper and stronger regardless of where you've been. And then he says this. Then he says that with all of these things that you would be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And God doesn't want you to go through the year empty. He doesn't want you to start the year empty. He wants you to start the year full. Now, I don't know what your gas, the gas gauge of your spiritual life looks like right now, but God wants to make a deposit today. So before you're seated, do me a favor. Just turn to your neighbor says, God wants you to experience his fullness in your life. And then you can have a seat. Right? God wants you to experience his fullness, right? That each of us would experience his fullness. Now, I, I just want to go and, and, and kind of highlight a few of these words. When it says that he will uh, empower or, or strengthen you and me, he's, he's talking about uh, um, uh, making it stronger, right? Growing stronger. And he's saying in their innermost being, right? Or your inner man, um, that he, then he talks about with with. Power and that word power that you've probably heard the word dunamis uh, in the Greek that can be an explosive power or it can be an enduring power because we need both right because sometimes you need power for a breakthrough to change some kind of a circumstance in your life to change some kind of a, a challenge that you have before you and then sometimes you just need to endure as well right because a lot of these times battles that you face and battles that we face in life they're not done in a day and you need an enduring power so whether you need breakthrough so you or whether you need power so you don't break down if do you need the power to go past some kind of a, 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 a obstacle or barrier or whether you need the power to persevere and endure in the long run of the year God says this that that power is available to you and then he says this he says because this power is together with who? All the Lord's people. That includes you and me, right? It's all the Lord's people. I'm so glad it doesn't say uh, it was Peter that has the power. I'm so glad it's not, doesn't say, it, it's like other leaders in the church. It doesn't say that. It says all God's holy people. So do me a favor, let's just say this. I'm God's holy people, right? I'm. I know that's not good English. I know I should be. I'm part of God's holy people. But there's that aspect that we, we kind of have this together, right? Now, uh, I was looking at a, a, a flavored water, though, the, the, the other day. And uh, my, one of my kids drinks this flavored water. And I started to read the, um, the label. You guys ever look at the label? Because it looks super healthy. And it, it looks like super energizing or whatever it is. Uh, and then this person kind of reminded me, I, I read this thing that she, she said that she had this bottle of blueberry pomegranate, um, blueberry pomegranate, 100% juice, all natural. And so she thought this is like the healthiest thing in the world, right? But then she started to read the label, right? You read the, in the ingredient label. And when you read the ingredient label, she said this, it's, it says filtered water, pear juice concentrate, apple juice concentrate, grape juice concentrate, but 
It doesn't even mention any of those. It says it's blueberry pomegranate, right? These things are super high antioxidant and all that, but we never even got to that yet. And so then later on on the bottom, it's like the sixth or the seventh was was blueberry and then a little bit less uh, pomegranate. Now, what does that tell you, right? That the amount is 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 written out that the most of something is first to the least, right? And so what they found is that even though the picture on the, the can looked, you know, like with all this blueberries with like glistening dew on it and pomegranate and, and it was beautiful that it's kind of like almost like trace elements in the, in the midst of it. And so rather than it being full of juice, it had the flavor of juice. That makes sense? And, and so I think this is the part that if, if you're buying that, you might want to put that down, right? But what if there was an ingredient list on your label, <laughs> right? What if there was an ingredient list in our label? Would, would Jesus be the main ingredient? Would being filled with the Spirit come up on the first line or, or would it be like a down... In, in the thing, right? Because my label would somehow represent what the reality is. And I know in this world, it's so easy in social media and to be how to look good and, and all of those things that sometimes we, we forget that it's, it's not about, we don't worry about what the world sees so much. It's, it's, it's have something of reality in you. And so we don't wanna be Jesus filled. We wanna be filled with Jesus right? We don't want to be Jesus flavored, right? We, we want to be filled with his spirit. And so God's goal is clear, isn't it? That, that he wants the fullness, he says. He wants you to experience fullness. And so the goal this year, I think, is that God wants you to be filled this year. He wants you to be full this year. And it's not about trying harder, so often that we think it's, it's this thing is I gotta, I gotta work harder for God. No, you don't have to work. Or some of us, maybe you do. I don't have no idea. Maybe that God might be telling you that. But it's not about how hard you work. It's about being closer. It's about, it's about trusting more. It's about seeking him more. And so when he says that when we do this, that when we encounter God, that all of a sudden that inner man is strengthened that inner person maybe not the outer person automatically right and and it doesn't matter what your style is right it doesn't matter what your clothing style it doesn't matter what your hairstyle it doesn't matter what what you look like on the outer but that on the inside you'll be changing you know um the other week there were some uh kids who came to church right and total got out right totally got out and but the thing is that on the inside, they're, they're seeking God, right? And you know, I would rather like kids looked all gothed out but on the inside being changed than just looking good on the outside but all gothed out on the inside, right? Now, at the same time, we don't wanna make people work so hard so they can't tell what your heart's like uh, because the outside is so, uh, so different. But the same time, what we gotta say is that God is looking past the outer and he's looking at the heart issues, is he not? Because he's saying, it says in this portion that, that, that your heart would be filled in the inner man. And so God is concerned with your heart and my heart. Do me a favor, turn to your inner man. It says God's concerned with our hearts. Right? So this year, as we're being strengthened and our spiritual in our inner man, would you let God deal with your heart issues this year? Would you let God deal with your heart issues this year? I think for many of us, myself included, when I started the ministry, it's so easy to look at the outward things, right? It's, it's a, um, you know, how sharp the thing looks or how, how many people are coming or, or sometimes you're thinking about, oh, why, why don't we have people who serve more? Why don't people give more? Why don't people love our neighbors more, right? We, we can say that. Why don't people share their faith more, right? Um, but what happens is that, to be honest, the reality, those things, you know, that the struggles that we see and the things that happen, they're really more symptoms rather than solutions. They're, they're more symptoms 
rather than solutions. I, 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 I remember had a, some good friends that um, they were just going kind of through a rough spot in their marriage and they were fighting and then the husband called me and, and he was telling me kind of what happened and his wife said some things and she was cutting in that and really hurt him and, and he was saying, I don't know what I should do and I said, well, you know, I know what you feel like doing and he says, what do you think I feel like doing? I feel like, like she gave it to you, you wanna give it to her, right? And, and he says, but, and that's kinda like your MO, right? That's, you guys go through this thing, everybody gets all bloodied and then at the end, you know, that you guys kinda make up but can you wanna try something different? You wanna try something different? And he said, what's what, what, so different? He said, instead of just giving it to her, can you just tell your wife how, how deeply you were hurt by the words that she said? Instead of that, just, because I don't think she really, really meant to hurt you. That, that's, I don't know for sure, but that's my guess. So, but maybe just tell her, you know, when you said those things, it really cut me. And, and just see how she responds. See if that makes a difference, right? And, and so he said, okay. He says, uh, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you later. He said, okay, we, we, and we hung up and we prayed a little bit and hung up. And I didn't assume that day and saw him the next day though. And then so I, I asked him, hey, buddy, how did it go last night? He said, oh, it was horrible. What? Oh, did, did you tell her how deeply you were hurt? Nah, I just blasted her. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what? I thought we talked about that. You can try something different. Nah, I was mad. So I just wouldn't give them. And you know, the thing is that th- that issue is not a skill issue. It's a heart issue, isn't it? Because sometimes if we're really honest, are you guys like my friend that sometimes you just like give them? That's the reason why you do it, right? But so, sometimes God wants to, change the heart. These are, these are symptoms more of a deeper heart issue. It's, it's not that we don't know what to do so often. We don't want to do those things. And, and so when God begins to change your heart, that you don't speak out of anger, we don't speak out of our hurt, that we don't kind of, you know what can happen? All of a sudden, that to be honest, that so often the way that we speak kind of dictates the response that you get, right? But, but is it time this year to maybe try something different in relation on it? Sometimes it starts with just letting God deal with some things in your heart, right? And so how do you do that? Part of that is, is through prayer, I think. Part of that is, is through prayer. Paul says in this, in this passage that we read, he says, Paul says that I pray, he says, right? I pray that the eyes, uh, I, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through the spirit in your innermost being, right? So he's praying that, that so that Christ can dwell in your hearts and that you'll overflow with love and all of these things. And so he's praying. Now, one of those things that we realize is that you can't make anybody love you and you can't make anybody love God. That's not your job. Have you guys ever tried to make somebody love you or make somebody try to love God? Yeah, you might, I mean, you might have. I've tried. I've tried. And, um, you know, like my, f- not my first girlfriend, the f- but the girl, my girlfriend when I became a believer, I, I tried to make her love God. You know, all she felt was underperformance. That if I, I'm somehow not, like, Christian enough that, that they won't be loved. It didn't work. I, I found that I can't make anybody love God. I can encourage them. I can speak to them. I can, I can pray for them. I can, you know, stand with them. But I can't make anybody love God. Just like I can't make anybody really love me, right? Because it's, it's often it's really dependent on the other person. They, they have to choose to do that. But it does say that, you know what? That we pray that God begins to touch their heart. You see, when people experience God's grace and they experience God's mercy and they, they experience his presence, then all of a sudden, then, to be honest, that, that maybe they begin to respond to God, right? And so we want people to experience, and maybe God is praying and that other saints are praying that you and I experience that from God in a, in a greater sense. So Paul's praying for that breakthrough for them. But sometimes in the middle 
of that, that it, it talks about these things as well, is that your growth, he says, are like roots that go down, right, in this passage. He says, uh, what does it say? Where's that verse I put? I should, that's one thing when I move my stuff around. Uh, it says, being rooted and established in love. You see, sometimes that if we wanna go deeper in Christ and let your roots grow deeper, sometimes the reason why they don't grow deeper is it, they run into barriers. They run into to spots they don't, it doesn't know how to grow through or cannot grow through. This happened a, a few years ago now where uh, that at my mom's house, somebody you know, was visiting and they, they reversed and banged her her. Uh, mailbox and you know it's just totally tilting and and so my mom was saying and I'm going to call somebody to come you know fix the mailbox I said mom don't call anybody I can fix that right in fact I'll give you an upgrade I'll, I'll, I'll make it like a craftsman style because I just had to have changed my mailbox at at my house somebody else had um, broken my mailbox and so I figured out how to do it and so I I said, Mom, I'll do that. And she said, oh, okay, that would be really nice, right? That kind of a thing. And, and so I buy all the equipment, head out to my mom's house, come up with the tools as well, pick, shovel, um, all that, cement, do all those things. But the first thing you got to do is what? You got to dig out the old one, right? So it's just like those, like, you know, lead pipe. You guys remember in the old days that the, Mailbox was just on the lead pipe, right? So it was just simple. I thought, you know, I just there's probably like a coffee can sized piece of concrete down there. I'll just dig around that. But as I began to dig around it, I just kept running into just these chunks of concrete. These, these total chunks of concrete. And it's like, I could barely get going because I'm always running into something. And so some of them I need to then dig around this chunk so I can pull out this ball of concrete and, and the other side and some other things were like that. And it was just, it was this big. There were this area of just filled with concrete, totally like in, mixed in with the dirt. And as I was doing that, I was thinking, who in their right mind builds the telephone I mean the mailbox post like that you don't need that much concrete we said what idiot would do and then I thought oh yeah that was me <laughs> that was me and my brother that when we were kids that when we were kids that that the cars were in Wahoo rained so much that the the cars created all these like major gullies in the front yard and we didn't have enough dirt to fill them so you know what we said Let's just put all the concrete that we had from a broken project and we put it all there and we buried it with the dirt and it was looked totally fine, right? But the thing is that it was sitting there literally for over 45 years, 45 years, sitting in the ground. But the thing is, but it was placed, you know when? When we were little kids, when we were kids, that we, we wanted to help and that's what we did. But the thing is that you know what, sometimes that the reason why your roots cannot go down, it's because that sometimes there's things in your past, wounds that you've been through and disappointments that you had, maybe failures that you had. Like the, God wants to grow that root deeper, but it hits that thing. And you guys know what I'm talking about because even though you know what God says, even though you know what God wants, like my friend, that sometimes you just give them. <laughs> right? Sometimes you just kind of revert back to the old way, right? And, and I don't know if anybody relating to that. I'm guessing that you guys are because all of us have things like that. But you know what needed to happen? That they, they just needed to be removed first, right? Once they were removed, to be honest, roots can go down easily. And so this year, would you let God, sometimes you're gonna go through this year and there's gonna be situations that you're gonna know clearly what God's word tells you. You're gonna know clearly what the spirit of God is, is saying to you. And you're gonna wanna do the exact opposite. I'm not saying this to make you feel guilty. I'm saying this to make you aware. Because the things that you have been through, sometimes we say this, time heals what? All wounds, that ain't true, that ain't true. To be honest, 
Time doesn't heal all wounds. You know what it does if you have long enough? Just makes it normal. Just makes it normal. I've always been that way, right? And that's why I cannot say I'm sorry. I've always been that way. I, you know, somebody doing this, I, I, I get explosive. I don't mean anything by it, but it's, I've always been that way. It's, all it did was it took those hurts and it just made it normal. And maybe this is what God wants to do this year. Maybe he wants to change your normal. But how he does it, it's not to scold you. He's not trying to scold you. He's trying to heal you. He's trying to strengthen you. He's trying to make you grow stronger, right? Sometimes that's the, the thing that needs to happen. When you hit that this year, would you use it as a, as a warning sign? God's bringing your attention to something. And you might not be able to get past it yourself. Maybe you pray with somebody. Maybe somebody speaks with you. Maybe somebody prays over you. Maybe, you know, whatever the case. That maybe there's some things, there's a process that you can go through. But, but this is what I believe God wants to do. That for some of us, th- this is what's gonna co- allow you to grow deeper in Christ this year. And, and that's one of the reasons why we have a course called Finding Freedom that we, we do generally twice a year and we'll, being in the beginning of the year, we haven't talked about it, but I'm sure we'll be doing it sometime in the spring. But sometimes what it does is it helps you to, to understand that all of us have those things kind of buried in our life. And you don't really think about them for most of the time till sometimes something hits and you know, but you just can't do it, right? And, and so this is what God wants to do. I'm gonna read one other passage this, this evening. Uh, one other major passage found in Colossians chapter two, verses five to eight. And in Colossians two, five to eight, he says this, for though I am absent from you in the body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see you how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. You guys ever tell somebody, hey, we're with you in spirit, right? And, and sometimes you are, but sometimes that just means I have something else I'd rather do, right? But, but, you know, but he's saying this, but Paul says, I'm with you in spirit because th- Paul was in prison and Colossae was uh, quite a ways away. And so he, he's writing to them and he's saying, even though I cannot be with you in person because I'm in prison. He says that my heart is still for you, right? I still identify with you. I still, I, your, our relationship still means a lot to me. And so he goes on and he says this. Um, so then just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Rooted, let's say that word rooted. Right, same word coming up. And built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. And so what we see in this thing is that he says that, that he identifies with them, there's a connection that he has with them, and because of that, he wants to speak into their lives and pray for them, right? And so he says this, that I, when, even though I'm not there, I'm present in spirit, and, and I'm just delighted, he says, to see how disciplined, and that word disciplined is actually the word ordered. It means, uh, it, it's a, a word that kind of talks about how uh, structured, and you know, it could be disciplined as well. So I'm struck, I'm struck by that and by how strong or firm, you know, how solid your faith is. And so this is what God, I think, is challenging us as well to grow deeper in Christ this year, is order your life in Christ. Order your life in Christ. You see, your, your, your spiritual life needs to have some order to it. It needs to have some discipline to it. And when you do that, then that sense of being stronger and, 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 and solid makes it, it it's, it's a byproduct. Now, now uh, when we read this aspect, ordering your life in Christ, I think is the first thing, is understanding that your identity, your identity in, and it's under, about understanding about your identity in Christ. See, if we don't understand our identity in Christ or we don't remind ourselves about who we are, then it's so easy that we'll let other things tell us 
who we are, right? We'll, we'll let our performance tell us what we are. For some of us, the, the, our, our, our self-worth or our, our self-identity is the sum total of people's opinions about us, right? Some people like me, some people think I'm great, some people think I'm good, some people think, you know, I work hard, whatever it is that you wanna say. Um, but, and then, and plus performance, and plus our talents aren't and abilities, that's what defines our self-worth for some. That's my identity. It's what I can do well, what people think of me, and, and then, you know, my talents and abilities. This is the hard part about that. That if that's the only way that we see our lives, then you'll be working to please others. You'll be, you'll be at the slave to try to keep up with everybody because you'll feel horrible about yourself. But, but the other part, or, and, and, it's, and it's about developing your abilities, right? And, but when we start seeing ourselves the way God sees us, it'll help you to identify and order your spiritual life. Because this is what he says, that the, in Psalm 33, 13, that the Lord looks from heaven and he sees all the sons and daughters of men. That God sees everybody. God's looking at it from heaven and he sees you, right? Do me a favor, turn to your neighbor and says, God sees you right now, right? He sees everything about you. And, and he says that regardless of what your performance has been, regardless of what people have said, he says this, you are greatly loved. You're greatly loved. I mean, I'm gonna say some scripture. There's not enough space to, to put all these kind of things in. And in some, uh, Jeremiah 31.3 says this, long ago the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. God's love doesn't fade from year to year. He said, I loved you in 2023. This year, nah, not so much. That's not what it says, right? It says, with unfailing love, I've drawn you to myself. God's trying to draw us closer. God's trying to get us deeper. But it starts with not so that you become loved. It's because you are loved, right? God already loves you right now. Right now, it doesn't matter what people think. It says that if you feel like sometimes we struggle because maybe you lost a friendship. You guys ever lose a friendship? It's painful. It's painful to lose a friendship, right? Somebody that you, you, you feel wounded. Sometimes we are... are Thing takes a hit, our, our, our self-worth takes a hit when that happens, but you know what Jesus says? He says, I'm your friend. He says, I'm your friend. Will you be my friend, right? In, in, in John 15, five, he says, I no longer call you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. Now you are my what? Friends. Now you are my friends, and I'm telling you in advance the things the Father has told me. I'm a friend of Christ. You're a friend of Christ. You're loved by God. By the way, you ever have ups and downs in your performance? Not so great. Anybody during the holidays said something to somebody that you wish you never said, right? You did something you wish you never did. All the families and uncle, auntie, cousins, right, whatever, and somebody says something, and, uh, and sometimes you feel bad, right? But this is, this is what the scripture says. It says you're a saint. Do you always act like a saint? No, you don't. I'm probably safe to say you, you don't always act like a saint. I don't always act like a saint. But the scripture says we are saints by calling. God calls us saints. Ephesians 1 tells us that, that you and I were saints by calling. Because what is a saint? A saint isn't the holiest person in the world. It's a person who's set apart for Christ. That when God sets you apart for himself, he says you become a saint. It's not about who did miracles in the room. It's not about who's more righteous and holy than the next person. It's saying that, but are you set apart for God? Have you ordered your life in Christ? Says that you're chosen, you're appointed, you're a citizen of heaven, right? Says I'm forgiven, right? And I'm loved. All of these things, they're part of our identity in Christ. And so you have to remember who you are in Christ, not simply what people say about you, not simply what your performance tells you, not simply what your, your talents have been. And so find your identity in Christ. That helps to order your life in Christ. Now, Paul says he he felt strongly about the church in uh, Colossae 
that he felt connected and that there was an identity that these guys are my brothers. This is my church family, even if he didn't get to see them, right? And so, you know, one of those things is that you and I have an individual identity as the people of God, as a, as a saint, but you're also part of the body of Christ, right? You need to have a corporate identity as well. That the scripture says this, that, that you and I were part of the church, but the church is, is, is New Hope Kapolei your church? It, it, it might be, but, but here's the thing. I've met people from all different kind of places around the world. I've never met them before. I, I don't know that, I don't know their background. I don't, but then I've been in a hotel in Beijing and run into somebody who was a believer, national Chinese. And you know what? Man, instantly I wanted to get to know this person because that, that guy is my family. Guess whose family he is as well? He's part of your family. You see that you're connected with when your life is ordered in Christ, you begin to see relationships, not just like who can get you what and who do you like and who's just like me. And, but we understand that, hey, this guy, this gal, we have the same father in heaven. The same Jesus who died for me that I get to know, he knows and was saved by the same person, right? We're part of the same family. And, and Paul's saying that expand that aspect that who, you're, who you can identify with because you ought to be able to identify with the people of God. And be, what do you do? What helps you to do that? Sometimes just be regular and, and be more regular this year in, in, in finding that place to connect, to worship, to pray together, to, to be in the word together, to prepare your heart for that. You know, um, I, I listen to Audible books lately. I, I've been listening to Audible books. I didn't realize I got free Audible books um, from Amazon. <laughs> so I started to listen to those books. And some of those books is the books that I always wanted to read, I never get to read, right? But you know when I listen to them? Usually when I go to the gym. <laughs> Usually when I'm running errands. That's when I'm listening a lot to those books. And sometimes as I'm driving or I'm, I'm on the, the stair thing or I'm working out, I'm listening to this thing and it's like, wow, that was good, right? I hear something, that was good. And sometimes I stop in the midst and I write notes in my, in my phone as I'm listening. And sometimes it was good, but I didn't want to break my rhythm, right? And so I kind of forget a lot. And so, I, and I'm saying this specifically to our brothers and sisters who are online. Not saying that this is a lesser experience, but I just know this, that if I'm multitasking when I'm trying to connect in this deep spiritual things at times, it, I just, I'm just not there. I, I, there's a part of me that kind of like, part of my brain lights up, part of my soul lights up, then, then I forget it real quick. Because I'm multitasking. And I'm guessing I'm not the only one. Right, and, and so it's not a bad thing to join us online. We're glad that you guys are here. But when you do it, can I ask you, can you give it your full attention, right? It's the same thing if you guys were in church, but to be honest, you guys playing games or you're doing different things that you might hear what I'm saying, right? You might hear what I'm saying, but you, you won't necessarily hear what God's saying because sometimes that's our hearts gotta be in tuned. So let's prepare our hearts to follow, let's prepare our hearts to worship. Let's prepare our hearts to gather together. Whether you join us in line or whether you join us in person. And, and then it says this, that, that last part in the center. He says, so then just as you receive Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. When that word that actually says live your lives in him, uh, comes, the, the Greek word is peripateo, which says, I want you to walk. I want you to walk in him. And what does that mean? He's saying that, that wherever it is that you go, that whatever it is that you do, would you walk with God in that thing that you do, right? And most of us, that we, we have other things that we do besides we go to church, right? We, we 
you go to work, you go to school, you, you take care of the kids, you, uh, you watch the grandkids, you babysit the grandkids, you, you know, you're, um, there's other relationships that you have. You have a boyfriend or you have a girlfriend or you have a, a, a child or you have a husband or a, a wife. You, you, you take care of your parents for some of us. That we're in these situations, but this is what God is saying that as you live your life in Him, the challenge to grow deeper in Christ is that when you go to school or when you go to work, you bring Jesus with you, right? That when you go to hang out with your girlfriend or you go hang out with your boyfriend, you bring Jesus with you so that you can live out that, that life. You know, like I, I got kids and not every one of them have a boyfriend or girlfriend, right? And uh, I want to remind them that, hey, you know when you guys go out, bring Jesus in the car and sit him right between you right now. <laughs> no, but like a, uh, you know, this aspect that, that, would you know that, hey, you know, you can always fool dad and you can always fool mom. Just bring Jesus with you. Makes all the difference in the world, the way that you date. Makes all the difference in the world, the way you go to school. Makes all the difference in the world, the way that you can go to work, right? Because when you're at work, I'm sure there's, there's people that, you know, sometimes are challenging to love. Sometimes it's hard to work together with, right? I did a, I did a business blessing on Friday and a brand new shop opened up in Kapole and beautiful, like the, the nicest auto repair shop I've ever seen. And we're talking and praying. I say, hey, you know, we're in the same business, you guys and me. Because people bring their vehicles in and they're usually in less than perfect condition. And you help it to reach its potential. And you do this redemptive work. To be honest, that's what we do in the church, right? Whatever, whatever the condition people come in is that we want to help them experience redemption and, and to be all that what God has in store for them, right? We're talking about that and kind of laughed. He's showing me how to weld and that kind of a thing. And we're praying. And he said, you know, the thing is that you spend so many of your work hours in this location. And sometimes the biggest, hardest part about work is not the work itself. It's the relationships at work, right? Everybody's kind of nodding, right? Because sometimes we don't agree. We're waiting on somebody and somebody's not as fast with your thing as you would like, right? All this stuff. I said, you know, that's normal. That's natural. But we're, we'll pray that there's a spirit of, of camaraderie. And here's the secret about that. It's um, forgive quickly. Forgive quickly. Don't hold grudges at work. Because it's, it's that kind of a thing that, that can make your work the biggest blessing. Many of us have some of our greatest friends at work, right? You spend more time with your friends, at, your coworkers at work than you do with your own family, right? Because it's the way the hours work. But bring Jesus to work with you. So when the Spirit of God is saying, sometimes he's saying, stand up for what's right. Sometimes he's saying, can you be gentle? Whatever he says, let him speak to you at work with your brothers and your sisters, your parents, your kids, how you do with your neighbors. And just going to close with this. So often we talk about whether we've received the Lord, but that's important. That's super important to respond to God and receive his grace and his mercy. But sometimes the issue is, have we given ourselves to the Lord, right? Not just receive grace and mercy, not just receive forgiveness, but have I really given myself to him? Second Corinthians says this, they even did more than we had hoped for their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do. See, God loves it when you give yourself to him. God loves it when we give ourselves to him first. And so at the beginning of the year, maybe what we'll do is we'll, not maybe what we'll do, we're going to do today, we're going to take communion together. And it's a reminder that when we give ourselves to him, not only does God like it, but it's because he first gave himself for us, right? 
And so we have elements in the back, the juice and the bread. And, and they're symbols of what Jesus did so that when we talked about the identity in Christ, the fact that you're loved, the fact that you're forgiven, the fact that you're a saint, the fact that he has a grace for you today, right? The fact that, that you're called a part of God's family, all of those things, it's because he made the way at the cross. And so as we begin, I think it's important to say, that's what I want that to mark my year. I don't want to have a little flavor of Jesus in my life. I want to be filled with his presence today. Because God has a grace for you. Hey, let's bow our heads. We're going to close this section in prayer. And then we're going to go gather our elements. We practice in an open communion. So if you're not a regular here, you're not a member here, no problem. We, if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, we invite you to come take communion with us. Because you're a brother or you're our sister. Even if we just got to meet for the first time tonight. Father, tonight... Would you help us today we, as we take a moment to calm our heart down? Lord, we want to be stronger in you this year. But it doesn't just come from a moment. It comes through growing. It comes from letting your roots, our roots, grow deeper down in you. But I thank you, Lord. You started it first. You called us and pay the price for us. And Lord, it's, it's more than just about whether we received Christ or not. A lot of that is us ordering our life around you rather than asking you to be ordered around my life. Lord, a lot of it, it happens that me giving my life to you, not just simply asking you to bless me and all the things I want to do, that, Lord, I want to be able to take you wherever I go today. And if you're here today and you recognize you've received the grace of God before, but frankly, you've just not really given yourself to him lately. You've not really surrendered your life to him lately. If that's you, would you just, and you recognize that's you, would you just tell the Lord today, Lord, I've been flavored maybe, <laughs> but I haven't been full. And so I'm just giving myself to you today. For some of us, it's over again. And for some of you, it might be for the first time, who knows? But whether the first time or the thousandth time, it matters. It matters to God and it matters to you. So Father, as we prepare our hearts for communion this this evening would you go before us father we're thankful it's it's more than just eating a piece of bread and drinking a cup of juice it's about meeting you in this thing called communion that you told us about it's it's about this fellowship lord we want to meet you in the moment in jesus name amen so in the back there's some juice and bread I invite you guys to go up and I take it at your own pace. And if there's some things that you just want to pray with before God, um, take some time and then we'll take the elements together in a, in a little bit.
we hold these elements before us today. Lord, you, in that first evening when you instructed the disciples, they had no idea that they would all desert you. They had no idea that they would all run in fear for their lives. In fact, everybody made a profession of, of faith. Everybody said, Lord, that, that they wouldn't do it. And, but you didn't chastise them for it. You wanted them to be reminded they're not chosen by their performance. They're not loved because they would be always be the strongest. They were loved because you chose them. And we're thankful tonight that even as we hold these elements, Lord, you, you have told us it's good to be strengthened in grace. And we're thankful that whatever it is that we're facing today and whatever lies before us this year and whatever is happening in my life right now we're thankful Jesus that you are enough that you will be with us every step of the way that you never leave us or forsake us that you still broke your body knowing full well all the things that lie behind us and all the things that lie ahead of us. And we're thankful, Lord. We just say we need that grace. Thank you for breaking your body for me. Would you take the breath? And you said without the shedding of blood that there is no forgiveness. And so you poured out your blood as an offering to create a new covenant. We wouldn't have to try to balance our good from our bad, but we could receive there was a grace. And that by your stripes, not only we are forgiven, you said by your stripes we are healed. And tonight we have confessed our sin. We've invited you into those moments that we need you most. God, maybe we acknowledge that, that like me, we all have some hurts and things that, to be honest, have, have just become normal for us. But this year you might want to start to heal and remove some of those things. God, we're just giving you permission here because you gave us everything. You gave all of your life. Not so that we could just simply get into heaven, but that we could experience your grace and your power and your love in the midst of all that life brings to us. Thank you that you know. You know our lives. And that you said, that the body and the blood is enough for us. So we take the cup as a reminder and we say, it, we agree, Lord, that it's enough for us. Would you take the cup? So Lord, we're grateful to be chosen by you. We're grateful to be loved by you. And Father, that in this moment that would even in this moment, that whatever little thing, that that root of Christ is growing stronger in us, God, we're saying, we surrender to you, we love you, we bless you, we want you to get everything you paid for. Lord, there's some of us that, there's a, a wound in our body, and some of us, there's a wound in our soul, but you paid for that already. So Lord, would you get all that you've got? So we're asking that for some, Lord, if that's you, that you just need a, a, a touch in your body or you need a touch in your soul, would you just raise a hand to God today? Father, we're just thankful that you paid the price 
And we want you to receive, Lord, that, this thing. And so we just say, be touched and be healed and be restored. And Father, we're thankful that we're also a body of believers, brothers and sisters. And thankful, Lord, that would that bond be strengthened together as well. In Jesus' name, God's people say, Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the New Hope Kapolei Messages podcast. We hope you enjoyed this weekend's message and that it brought you inspiration and encouragement in your journey of faith. If you'd like to listen to more messages or stay connected with us, visit our website at newhopekapolei.org or follow us on social media. Remember, no matter where you are in life, there is always hope and a new beginning in Christ. So let's continue to grow and learn together as we pursue a life of purpose and impact. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Aloha and God bless.